0: From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone. We're in the middle of yet another extended tax filing season. Small taxpayers are scrambling to figure out just how much they owe. Meanwhile, tax preparers are still waiting through new regulations and guidance. So we thought it would be a good time to take a look at just how things are going with this 2020 filing season two weeks ago we talked about individual filers today we're looking at large corporate filers and the challenges they faced during the pandemic and their outlook for 2021 last year tax execs coped with big changes in employment tax withholdings thanks to a mostly remote workforce and broken lots of new communication tools they survived in all virtual financial close but now comes the hard work planning for potentially big tax policy changes both here in the US and around the globe. Meanwhile, pressure from investors to disclose ESG information is also seeping into the workloads of corporate tax teams. Rima Serafi, National Managing Partner for Tax at KPMG, joined me to talk about how corporate tax directors navigated the pandemic and how they are preparing for the next round of compliance challenges.
1: Very complex time, very disruptive time for our clients. And And if you really step back and think about just the most immediate issue that our clients were facing, it's the sheer idea of being in a remote work environment. And the idea that now companies need to think about the tax implications of that. So, you know, virtually overnight, our clients were remote, and they needed to step back and think about the implications of them being remote. um, And what are the not just implications from a technology and, you know, working together perspective, but also... On their withholding taxes and their ability to remit unemployment insurance to whatever jurisdiction uh, their employees were working in, so I'd say that was the most immediate effect of being in a rom- remote work environment. But at the same time, there were just ongoing transformations that clients were facing into, just as a result of you know developing technology, developing areas around data and innovation, but with this disruption there actually came a surge in the notion of rethinking uh how companies structure themselves and how tax organizations structure themselves and how to make the best use of of technology in that environment so i would say those were the two most immediate effects of the pandemic from a work environment perspective
0: what when you mentioned technology i wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that, you know, I hear over and over again how the the pandemic and working from home just really accelerated the use of technology, certainly in um, the accounting profession and finance functions. And I wonder, you know, what tools have your clients picked up over the last year that that has really made a difference or um, that that maybe they weren't didn't think they were quite Ready to use, but found themselves like needing to ad- adapt.
1: Yeah. So first of all, um, just the way they communicated with each other. So if you, if I think about a year ago and the kinds of interactions I had with my clients, they look extremely different than the way they do today. We are all sitting at our computers, using whatever technology, whether it's Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever technology there is to have interactions with each other, that in and of itself was entirely different. And some organizations adapted to that virtually overnight. Some had a harder time with that. Uh, I think there's been a a smaller gap now among organizations in the way they interact with each other. But I'd say technology-wise, just the way companies interact within their own environment and with their advisors has been an immediate transformation. And if you think about it, just the way a tax organization needs to handle its tax function, just from a compliance perspective, filing tax returns. Think about the fact that a year ago, everyone was accustomed to coming into the office and staying late at night and working through the close. Now they had to do that entire process on a quarterly basis and an annual basis remotely. So thinking through the handoffs, thinking through the technology capabilities they need, thinking through whether, you know, cloud-based technology made better sense how do you send excel spreadsheets around in a way that that is in this you know new reality so i would say that you know where we really stepped in was helping companies think through what are the investments they can think about from a technology and data perspective to help them navigate Simple day-to-day compliance processes. I'm I'm glad you
0: mentioned virtual close because I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, Virtual close was a test of just about every company's finance teams, including the tax department over the past year. uh, Beyond incorporating these new tools, thinking through how to do it differently, I wonder what other lessons companies have learned um, over the past year that helped them navigate this annual corporate reporting season, which is just now
1: wrapping up. So, if you think about, you know, the the process of a close that uh, in and of itself does not just entail working with the, within a tax organization. That entails working together with the finance organization, with HR, with legal, with all with all sorts of components of a ta- of an organization. And so, the handoffs and the and the the, the transitions of data. Um across the organization have been a struggle for years. Now add to it being in a remote work environment. Now add to it this notion of not being able to run down the hall and ask a quick question of the, uh, the controller down the hall from you. So I think some of the lessons here were this notion of being able to collaborate among each other a lot more closely. I think tax organizations are under significant more pressure now to uh, add value from a business perspective, uh, to be part of the discussion in the boardroom to be part of the discussion with the CFO and you know CFOs are actually thinking through how can we uh, streamline um, along sitting alongside our business our operations to run more efficiently and maybe even think through our tax rate all of these were issues that we had you know our clients had pre-pandemic. But I think some of the lessons were, you know, the need for speed and the need for getting to answers fairly quickly. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think that I think the level of collaboration was forced to be much more efficient uh, in this in this new reality that we're in.
0: I, I want to turn to t- 2021 and wondering, you know, if this set of challenges are the same as they were last year or if they're different. I mean, what are the biggest tax compliance challenges that companies face this year
1: so first of all I think we are you know the the phrase I hear more and more uh, with a little bit of a uh, an uptick in people's voices is this light of light at the end of the tunnel people mm-hmm. are actually starting yeah. to see the light at the end of the tunnel and when I used to say that uh, six months ago people would kind of roll their eyes at me but I do think now there's a, a bit of an up, uptick in activity there's a bit of an uptick in urgency. Uh, I think there's a recognition now that a return to work concept is more crucial than ever. And being able to lay out for employees, what will that look like? What will a, is it fully remote? Are we going fully remote, depending on the type of company we are? Are we going into a hybrid uh, format? Are we going into full return to office? And I think that's right now in 2021, a real issue that that our clients are facing into. Um, The second second notion is, you know, we have a new administration in place. And that's where 2021 looks a little bit different than, you know, four years ago, obviously, in in the past four years. So the the notion of tax policy changes under the Biden administration is real. Uh, And, you know, uh, the three questions really that our CFOs are thinking about under the Biden administration, is you know how much of a, a policy changes are going to be, how likely is it, and how soon? And so I think that's a real um, front uh, burner issue that our CFOs and, and chief tax officers are really thinking through: uh, is the corporate rate going to change? How do we put some planning in place to anticipate that? Uh, and so I would say that's a big distinguishing factor in twenty twenty one. And I'd say you know there continues to be disruption to the in the overall environment and business environment and the 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 uh the parallel paths but yet intersecting paths of business and the notion of being socially responsible so if you think about this notion of you know environmental social and governance it's really becoming front and center for our clients and for us quite frankly and so really kind of thinking through what is, you know, how is tax part of that conversation as um, as employees and clients and, and investors are taking a more socially conscious view toward the business operations. And I'd say that is, that's been a conversation that's been happening outside of the U.S. for perhaps a little bit longer. But I think 2021 will have more of a, a focus on this notion of Environmental, social, and governance issues, or what we call ESG.
0: We we've asked the same question here, and uh, you know, amongst our our staff, is how tax fits into ESG and ESG reporting. And I think that that could serve as a topic for a whole other podcast. So we'll save that one for another day, Rima. Um, I wanted to follow up on your point about the potential for tax policy changes from the Biden administration of um, I've, I've Joe Biden's campaign proposals, you, you mentioned the potential for the corporate tax rate changes. I wonder what else would be on that list of, of the policy proposals that you're monitoring that could potentially impact like, the majority
1: of your clients? Um, there could be the corporate AMT reinstated, and there could even be a capital gains rate uh, imposed. So I think all of those ideas and, and, and proposals are in play. And I think our clients are really kind of—it's an interesting time because I think our clients are really kind of trying to anticipate what's going to happen and plan for it without really knowing what's going to happen. And we saw this—you know—we saw this when uh, when Trump was elected um, for an entire year. Our clients were anticipating tax reform, and it—it it had this equal focus on anticipation and sitting back and waiting <laughs> <laughs> until until policy was put in place. So while one might anticipate a lot of planning and restructuring and changes to the way companies think about how they organize themselves in anticipation of of policy changes the reality is is that our clients they they want to wait. Mm. They want to see what's going to happen because there's so much chatter out there about what could happen. Right. So I think I think that You know, 2021 is really going to be focused on, you know, what are some models we can think through? What are some scenario analyses that we can think through? uh, And what are some changes that we can think through that are in anticipation of policy change, and then that we can move quickly on post-policy change?
0: We're already hearing pushback on some of the proposals, uh, specifically those targeting multinational companies, some tax execs we've spoken with have suggested that now is is not the time to be raising taxes even on the largest multinationals whom some would suggest could afford it. I wonder what your advice is to clients I mean, you're you know they're kind of watching and waiting and, and testing things out. I mean is that is that their only course of action? I mean what what do you tell them?
1: Well, you know we have, some pretty complex modeling that we can do for our clients to really kind of think through. Because at the end of the day, there isn't one piece of advice you can give a ta- you can give a tax director. Uh, as as uh, as I've learned over my twenty five years here at KPMG and in working in tax, one size doesn't fit all. It really depends on the company's footprint globally. It depends on what the company's um, you know historic controversy issues are uh, it depends on the extent to which the company is has um, is is ingrained in the digital economy right so there there are a number of factors that each company needs to kind of sit back and ask themselves what is what does my fact pattern look like today both in the US and globally and how do I think about that in light of not just US tax policy changes but also OECD, uh, policy changes, and there's a there 's a lot there too, right? We could probably speak about that for another hour, <laughs> which is really around yes. the taxation of the digital economy and the notion of you know what is what is the change in international policy going to have uh, what kind of effect is that going to have on um, the modernization of our of our tax code one you know one thing is for sure: clients do not want to be on the bleeding edge of any issue, right, that they want to create a balanced approach that is, once again, consistent with um, social responsibility. That's, a, That's as I mentioned earlier, a bigger and bigger deal. Um, and, uh, and so being transparent, being swift, and really kind of thinking through uh, what measures they can take fairly quickly, but also being balanced in their approach, I think is, is what tax directors are really forced to reckon with now more than ever.
0: It's a long to-do list for tax department leaders, tax executives. Um, Rima, this has been great. Really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. That was Rima Sarafi, National Managing Partner for Tax at KPMG. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. And share your thoughts with us on Twitter. We use the handle at tax. That's at T-A-X. Talking Tax is produced by me, Amanda Icone, and David Schultz. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor special thanks to Lydia O'Neill and Ali Verspril for their assistance this week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. From Washington, I'm Amanda Icone.
2: My name is David Schultz, and I'm here to announce On the Merits, a new podcast from Bloomberg Law that brings you everything you need to know about the biggest legal stories of the week, coupled with smart interviews and analysis on a variety of topics, such as the incoming Biden administration's judicial priorities. So I think diversity is is kind of the watchword here. We'll also keep our eyes on the Supreme Court. Now everyone is on Briar watch. We're all watching to see when or if Justice Breyer is going to step down. You'll hear voices and perspectives from across the legal industry, including reporters and editors, attorneys, legal scholars, general counsel. But lest you think this podcast is all just news you can use, from time to time, we stumble on a court docket or legal opinion that, for whatever reason, just piques our interest.
1: And he started this opinion, two hundred and twenty-fourths of it, citing the
2: Passchendaele battle. It's one of the largest battles of World War I. Um, that seems like a strange way to start off an opinion on corporate law. You can download On The Merits wherever you get your podcasts.